This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you. And if you've been with us in recent days and weeks, you know we're talking about the appointed times of the Lord. A few weeks ago, we discussed the Feast of Trumpets. Last week, we talked about the Day of Atonement, in Hebrew called Yom Kippur. This week, we're speaking about the Feast of Tabernacles, the only appointed time of the Lord that has not been fulfilled as yet. But as we've spoken of during the course of this week, the Feast of Tabernacles causes us to look back and see how God has taken care of his people, especially during the 40 years in the wilderness. But at the same time, it causes us to look forward with anticipation because the Feast of Tabernacles was a celebration of the final crop for the season coming in. It was harvest time. But the Feast of Tabernacles also causes us to look forward when there'll be a great harvest of souls that gather together once a year in Jerusalem to praise and worship God for his mercy and goodness. And the Feast of Tabernacles too, Shelley, is the sign of the return of the Lord when the peoples will be gathering together unto him. That's right. And so we've been talking about what took place on the feast and the priests had to go down to the pool of Siloam and take in a golden pitcher. He would walk back to the temple in the midst of singing and much joy. We even spoke about uh, Psalm 118 where it says, We beseech thee, O Lord, save now. We beseech thee, O Lord, Make us now to prosper. We mentioned Isaiah 12.3, which says, With joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. And yesterday we spoke about, probably, Junie, the most critical portion of uh, what took place on the Feast of Tabernacles, because Jesus was in Jerusalem during this time, and perhaps as the priest was pouring the water from the Pool of Siloam onto the offering, a voice came forth and said, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. So, Junie, while the people were grateful and looking forward to a new crop and they needed the water from heaven, the rain to come down, Jesus was taking it to a spiritual level. And he said, If any man thirst, let him come to me. Let him come to me, and out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But we see that Jesus had a higher intention, June, because it says in 738 of John, But this he spoke of the Spirit, 
whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Wow, it's just a tremendous picture of the goodness of the Lord. You know what, as you were speaking, Shelley, I was thinking of when I was ill last year in um, New Zealand, and I I didn't want to eat, and I didn't want to drink. I was sick. And as my body was recovering, I then became thirsty, and I did want to drink, and I did want to eat. And so it's really a picture with Jesus saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come and drink out of the wells of salvation. Yes, And Lord. that's my prayer as people are listening to these programs of the uh, appointed times of the Lord, of the feasts of the Lord, that somehow you might become thirsty for more of God, thirsty to understand his word, thirsty to read and to see really what Jesus did because Jesus said, I have come to fulfill what is written about me. And the scriptures that we're talking about that are like parallelisms in, um, in seeing what Jesus has done for us and who he is and understanding the Feast of Tabernacles. And parallelisms, Junie, were a way of writing, a Hebrew writing. And perhaps there's a portion of scripture in Isaiah chapter 44 that really inspired Jesus to say, because he took the issue of water and he, he was really speaking of the Spirit. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Isaiah chapter 44. We're going to look at verse 3, which is a classic example of a parallelism, and it's so deep in meaning, all right? Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. For I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. This is a parallelism because, again, the word of the Lord through Isaiah was, I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. Well, that's very easy to understand that God is going to allow rain to come on a land that's thirsty and there'll be streams on dry ground. But what is the deeper meaning of this? We see it in the balance of that verse. And I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Junie, what a promise. What a tremendous promise that God has given to our people. And I believe it's to all people who call upon the name of the Lord. And if we go further on, Shelley, we'll see this parallelism. And they will spring up among the grass like poplars by the streams of water. This one will say... I am the Lord's, and that one will call on the name of Jacob, and another will write on his hand, belonging to the Lord, and will name Israel's name with honor. And verse 6, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and there is no God beside me. Who is like me? Let him proclaim and declare it. Yes, let him recount it to me in order from the time 
that I establish the ancient nation and let them declare to them the things that are coming and the events that are going to take place. So this is quite amazing, Shelley, that we're talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, an event that has not yet taken place, an event that will occur when Jesus returns. And Jesus is the Lord, and he is the King of Israel. And though Israel doesn't recognize it, the called out ones, the Gentiles of, of the nations who have become believers, and we as Jews who have been called out of Israel in a very real way into the Messiah, that we are one new man, and we know that Jesus is the Lord. There's no other God before him. He is the King of the Jews. He is our Redeemer. He is the Lord of hosts. And just like verse 6 says, And thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and there is no God beside me. Who is like me? Let him proclaim and declare it. Yes, let him recount it to me in order from the time that I established the ancient nation and let them declare to them the things that are coming and the events that are going to take place. So this is a very exciting time. The Feast of Tabernacles, the ingathering, it's prophetic. And yet, all the way back in Isaiah, God spoke through Isaiah. And then we saw in the New Testament, Shelley, this parallelism in the book of John. Amen. And I hope it hasn't gone unnoticed, uh, what what Junie just said. Remember from Isaiah 44, God declared, I am the first and the last. Now let me just ask you this. Do you think it was by chance that when we read the book of Revelation, in chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus speaking, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God. And then in verse 17 in Revelation 1, And when I saw him, this is John speaking, I fell at his feet as a dead man, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. This is significant. I know a lot of people still have trouble believing that Jesus was God. He was ma- he was the manifestation of God in the flesh. And for that, we can only be so grateful that God came down as a man that we might have life and that more abundantly. And talking about the parallelism, it's worth reading again, Shelley, from Isaiah 44.3, where it says, And I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. And they will spring up among the grass like poplars by the streams of water. This one will say, I am the Lord's. And that one will call on the name of Jacob. And another will write on his hand, belonging to the Lord, and will name Israel's name with honor. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and there is no God beside me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, it's getting toward the close of the program. I just want to give you another verse, uh, specifically Psalm 36, verses 8 and 9. 
Thou dost give them to drink of the river of thy delights, for with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light we see light. And just as a afterthought, Juni, another feature of the Feast of Tabernacles, other than the water libation, was the fact that Jesus, of course, is the light of the world, and the entire temple area was lit up throughout the Feast of Tabernacles, and uh, Jesus was recognized as the light of the world. So it's such a wonderful time of the year, and for those who don't come from a Jewish background, I just want to say to you, this is your inheritance. This is what God called you to. And please stand with the Jewish people. I pray if nothing else, you're getting a burden to pray for Israel and the Jewish people because Jesus cannot return to this earth until our kinsmen say, Baruch Habab Hashem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this season. Thank you for the Feast of Tabernacles. Looking back and thank you, thanking you for your grace and looking ahead because the best is yet to come. And we will all be called to come to Jerusalem every year at this time and worship and bow down and praise the living God, the King of the Jews who's coming back as King of kings and Lord of lords. And we thank you that you are the first and the last, and there is no other God before you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.